Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about booking refundable trips with maximum flexibility in case your plans change or you change your mind. If you're looking to plan a trip, feel free to contact Joe at josephchung at travelmation.net, and I'd be happy to help you plan your vacation at no cost to you. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Shout out and thank you to Mike Klein 06901 and Alyssa and MD for your recent reviews. If you're interested in bonus content or supporting the podcast, check us out on patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, and you can contact us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. And uh, as we said last time, you know, we're working from home. Disney cast members have that disclaimer that you might hear kids or uh, dogs in the background. So uh, we'll say the same since, uh, you know, there's no time when we're not in the house without our kids anymore. So apologies for that if that happens. Yeah, I think everybody probably sympathizes and is in the, in the same boat. Just adds a little extra flair to our episodes right now. Yeah, definitely. So today, what we wanted to talk about is it is obviously a crazy time, but I know people are starting to think about when they might plan their Disney trips again or when they might look to go. And so we thought a good thing to talk about is how do you book refundable trips or what kind of strategies are there to book trips that you can back out of last minute if you change your mind? Both Leslie and I, I guess, like to leave it as late as possible for cancellation. Uh, Would you say that's fair, Leslie? Yeah, I definitely like to hedge my bets. I mean, as much as you and I both travel, you know, we know that sometimes things come up that make our vacations need to be canceled. I mean, you know, just something as simple as like a regular illness. I mean, forget coronavirus or anything like that. Or, you know, people sometimes have a death in the family and need to cancel a Disney vacation or something like that. So so this is something that happens to a lot of people. And I think it is really important to make your vacations as refundable or as changeable as possible, even under the best of circumstances. I 
run a Disneyland Facebook group with a couple of other bloggers. We saw a horror story this week, and that was sort of what inspired this uh, episode. Somebody who had booked through, you know, not an authorized travel agent and had to Venmo money over. And, you know, it obviously looks shady to you and I, but maybe not to somebody who doesn't travel as much. And now she's facing the very real possibility of what should have been a completely refundable vacation that she will never see a dime back. So anyway, that's where the sort of the idea for this came from. Yeah, so, you know, obviously during the time of coronavirus, this is an important thing to think about, but also, like Leslie said, this is something that we always do when we're planning our trips, even in the best of times. So before we get to kind of our strategies and our techniques to keep vacations as refundable as possible, Leslie, you know, let's not ignore the elephant in the room. In terms of planning Disney trips right now, like where are you at personally? Like, what are you thinking about? Like, have you booked trips that are refundable or... Maybe a better question is, what is your feeling on whether you feel like booking Disney trips right now? I definitely am riding the emotional roller coaster like a lot of people. I mean, I really want to travel again, but I'm also fearful that it's not going to be as soon as I would like. But I have booked flights to Hawaii, to Honolulu, to potentially go to Aulani. I've not made my Aulani reservation yet, so got to give you a call, Joe, and work that out. Um <laughs> I won't make you Venmo me, I promise. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and then the other thing is I am likely going to book a trip to Disneyland in the fall because, again, that's something I can do totally refundably and it's not hard for me to, you know, I go to Southern California all the time. So that, that's a trip. I, I think I might book for October, like with the hopes that maybe the Halloween party will happen. But, you know, again, nobody knows right now. And probably the Halloween party will be the first thing cut in a land of social distancing. I don't know. So what about you, Joe? Have you booked any Disney trips, uh, hopefully, yet? Yeah, so I have a couple of trips booked at like different times. Um, one for June, which I expect to be canceled. One for July, which is around my son's birthday, and then one in September, which is the one that I'm, you know, really banking on being able to go to. One thing I should note is that I think right now, depending on how things are, in terms of September, like I think the parks should be open by then but i will see what the situation is with the parks before i decide to actually go and not only with the parks of course with just how coronavirus is in general because you know there might be a second wave in the fall or whatever so you know i'm leaving my options open which is really what this episode is about quick note neither of us expect i don't think anyone expects any theme parks to be the same as what we remember at least when they first opened up so we've seen pictures of paintings on queues in Shanghai Disneyland for social distancing in the queues. You know, there's obviously going to be a lot of changes. Maybe masks are going to be required, et cetera, et cetera. So we're kind of waiting for all those things to fall into place before, you know, we make our final decision, which is why we want to keep things refundable. How Disney's going to look, that's probably a whole other episode. But, you know, definitely want to get that caveat out there that the reason why we're thinking about booking refundable trips is because we want to be ready to back out if we're not comfortable or if we think Disney's not doing things um, as responsibly as you know we might feel comfortable with yeah or simply that we won't enjoy the vacation you know if the experience is too diminished i mean that's the case i have a an alaska cruise for august on disney cruise line that i've had booked for gosh more than a year now and i mean i don't see it sailing but if it is if it does sail it would be such a diminished experience like i can't imagine wearing you know having my kids wear masks and have to wash their hands a thousand times a day on a cruise ship and not you know not have the buffets and all of that so i am going to cancel that trip you know it, it may sail it may not but i'm not going to be on that one this summer sadly 
Yeah, and I think that's a great point, you know, about the diminished experience because the reality is, especially when it comes to Disney World, like this might be a once in a lifetime trip or once in every three, four, or five years. Like you don't necessarily want to go when you're not experiencing Disney at its best. I know for Disneyland, it's like more locals, so maybe they're more comfortable, like maybe people like you who have annual passes and only live you know, a short flight away. But for Disney World, like a lot of people, this is like their Disney World trip. Totally understand if the experience is going to seem too diminished needing to cancel. So let's talk about how to book things so that you can cancel up until the last possible minute. Leave that decision as late as possible, especially at a time like this. So let's start with hotels, on-site hotels. What is the general Disney policy? So if you're just booking a hotel-only reservation for Disney-owned hotels, you can cancel up to five days before the start of your stay. So that's quite flexible and does give you, you know, sort of a chance to watch it almost day by day, which I know a lot of people were doing this March. Yeah, uh, and that's something I've always done watching day by day just in case I get the chance to like move to a different hotel that I want to. If I was staying at, say, Port Orleans Riverside, but then, you know, want to try out the Skyliner, I would look to see if Caribbean Beach was open. And, you know, having that five-day cancellation is always a big thing. Now, we've said this before in the past. You can package your Disney tickets with your hotel, and a lot of people like to do that for convenience. But what happens when you package those things together is that your cancellation window becomes 30 days. 30 days before your first night in the hotel is the latest you can cancel without losing some money. So one thing I would suggest, you know, obviously we recommend undercover tourists and get away today for tickets and things like that. We'll get to tickets later, but we've always recommended starting with the room only hotel reservation because you can add your tickets, say six days before your trip and make it into a package, but not have to deal with that 30 day cancellation window. That's what I've always liked to do ticket wise. I don't know about you, Leslie. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I'm, I've never done a package. I mean, certainly not where the 30-day cancellation is just a deal breaker for me. And yeah, you can achieve the same result by just hacking a little bit, like like Joe said. So. And then one reason why people have kind of been gun shy about doing it that way is because you know you always kind of want to avoid like a ticket price increase, right? If you book with that package because people book their disney trips like months maybe even years in advance right so you want to lock in the lowest price for disney tickets that is i guess one it's not a silver lining but let's be real like they're not going to increase ticket prices right now while there's a global pandemic going on that would probably be the worst pr move possible so you don't need to worry about ticket prices increasing so why book the 30-day cancellation package when you can book a five-day cancellation hotel room and then add the tickets on you know at the last minute yeah, exactly. If if there was ever a time where I could say with some confidence the ticket prices are not going to go up, it is the moment we are recording this episode right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could not even imagine just how badly the internet would explode if that were to happen. So it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's also uh, talk about folks who want to book off-property hotels. And this is something, actually, to keep in mind, because a lot of hotels that are not Disney, like Marriott or Hilton, have actually more generous cancellation policies than Disney itself. It depends on the chain, and you got to look, you know, sometimes hotels have specific extra rules. A specific hotel is something different than the chain generally, but it's often only about 48 hours in advance of your stay. So that gives you a ton of flexibility for staying at some of these Disney Springs hotels or chain hotels in the general vicinity of Orlando. 
Yeah, definitely. The only thing to watch for is, you know, when you book at these hotels, they will have prepaid rates where you pay in advance and those are generally not refundable. So just make sure you read the fine print. But for the most part, it's 48 hours. Sometimes it's even 24 hours in terms of cancellation. Like you just have to cancel by 6 p.m. the day before you're supposed to check in. So check the fine print. The only thing that I would note is that during coronavirus, if you are hoping to stay off property, you might want to hold an on-site reservation as well, just in case, because one thing that could happen is that Disney might only let on-site guests go into the parks when things first open up. But if you're planning to go that early, you're probably a diehard and you probably know all that already. Yeah, very good point, because that could be a way that Disney achieves that social distancing early on, for sure. Yeah, limiting the numbers and stuff like that. But yeah, I really love those Disney Springs hotels. Cancellation policies are always great. Two days, you know, you can decide last minute. uh, And, you know, I think that makes a really huge difference. And of course, if you're staying offsite, you're going to save a lot of money. You can check out our old episodes on staying offsite for that. All right, well, let's uh, turn to tickets. And we've already sort of hinted at this, Joe. We usually recommend buying as early as possible because you, you know, avoid price increases. But right now, I would highly recommend, you know, waiting to buy tickets as long as possible because you know again with this sort of multi-day differential pricing you don't you know you might have to buy a ticket that's more expensive than when you ultimately will need to be able to go and be able to use those tickets so i think waiting as long as possible you you do need to have the tickets for that 60 day fast pass reservation window that's why i'm saying 60 days of course if you're on site you have the tickets 60 days in advance you get that fast pass window but if you are willing to give up the hottest fast passes then of course you can do what we said and you know buy those tickets last minute Uh, i guess you know to go back to what i was saying about kind of adding your tickets into a package at the last minute i forgot sorry everybody that i have an annual pass so i don't need to worry about those fast pass reservations however i still think in this time on balance i I would probably give up the fast pass reservations just just to have that flexibility because the way disney tickets work is you will always get the value of your ticket back if you can't go on the dates that they're for or if they expire or whatever. You can always get the value back by going to guest relations. However, that value is going to have to be applied to new tickets. And I know money's tight for people right now. Like I personally don't want to have my money tied up in Disney tickets that I don't know I'm going to use. That's why I would say still wait on the tickets. I know fast passes are important, but to me at this particular time, having that flexibility, having that cash on hand is more important. I don't know. What about you, Leslie? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm, I personally might buy it 60 days out, but I'm certainly not going to buy it before that. And I mean, the bottom line that people should know is that Disney World tickets, there is no refund, like unless the park is closed. <laughs> and even then, I, I think there's still some question marks around what's going to happen as the months drag on and all of that. I should note for anybody who is looking at Disneyland, there is an exception to this because Getaway Today sells refundable Disneyland tickets, totally refundable with their peace of mind plan they have like a little extra fee that you pay i think it's 25 dollars for a tickets only peace of mind and those are totally totally refundable so disneyland does have an advantage here and of course there's no reason to buy super in advance for disneyland because no fast pass reservations that you have to make in advance that's a great point and this is a good place to add in that i've seen that both undercover tourists and getaway today have been pretty good about refunds for um 
tickets that were canceled. They're not uh, super explicit about it on their websites, but if you call or you email them, they've been pretty good about that. Yeah, Getaway Today, I work with a lot and they've been really taking care of people. I've heard a lot of very feel-good stories and, you know, I I certainly feel really bad for these. These are small businesses, family-run businesses themselves, so I feel bad for the position they're in as well, but they're taking care of customers, which I will remember and I hope we all will remember going forward. Indeed. Moving on to companies that maybe are not taking care of their customers as well, let's talk about the airlines. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for any of you out there. Sorry, Steve, from the DCL podcast. I know you work for an airline, but you know. Um, he works for one get... of the good ones. Let's let's yeah. be fair. So. I, yeah, he works for Alaska. But I had to take that little jab at the airlines there. So it's a crazy time. Airline tickets are going to be one of your biggest costs when traveling to Disney World. So, you know, what is your advice on how to deal with airlines right now? And what are the kind of most flexible airlines if people are booking trips? Well, you know my bias here, but I mean, part that's because of where I'm located, uh, Southwest, Southwest, Southwest. And full disclosure, I did uh, have a partnership with Southwest a few years ago. But even now that they're not paying me, I'm still using them because they're the most refundable U.S. carrier that there is. And yeah, you thought it was a partnership, but they really just suckered you in for they, ways, so. Basically, yeah. Now I'm a, like a paying customer and still a spokesperson, right? Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, the reason I book Southwest in the best of circumstances with my family is they have no change fees. And there are times where we change vacations or, you know, my husband has a work thing come up and he has to fly separately from us. And, you know, we need, need to change reservations and there are no change fees. You do pay a fair difference, but that's great. And if you do have to cancel a flight on Southwest, you get a credit back that's good for a full year from the date that you first booked the flight. And even right now, though, it's even better because Southwest is, you don't necessarily have to take that credit back. They will give you a refund as rapid rewards points through for flights through September 7th, 2020. So if like instead of getting that travel credit back, you just get rapid reward, rewards points to your account that you can use whenever. So I think that's super good right now for people who are hedging their bets for summer travel, early fall travel to just take the plunge because at worst you get points back in your account. Definitely. I think Southwest in terms of flexibility, even though I don't love them as an airline, that's probably tops right now. And I think Alaska has pretty friendly policies as well. But the reality is, is that all these airlines during this time, they're trying to generate business. And so a lot of the airlines have created policies where it's kind of um, the phrase they use is like uh, no worry booking or I can't remember exactly the phrase, but basically they want you to book travel and not have to worry if you have to cancel. So I know Leslie, you have a great article on the airlines and their policies. Do you want to run through a couple of the major U.S. players real quickly? Yeah, I'm trying desperately to keep that article updated, but the goalposts keep moving. So definitely refer to that for the most updated information. But the bottom line is for most airlines, if you book now through, for most of them, it's May 31st, then if you have to cancel later, then you can take a flight credit with no change fee. So that's really great. And most of them, the credit's good for a year, although with uh, JetBlue, they have the most generous. It's a two-year credit. So I think all things being equal, JetBlue's preferable to some of the other big carriers, American, Delta, United, all of those right now. But again, sort of as a few weeks creep by, they keep pushing this out. Initially, this was policy that was good through the end of March. Then it was good through the end of April. And now it's good through, you know, good through the end of May. So just keep watching and waiting. But it 
it does incentivize you to buy some tickets now because you do get that one-time no-change fee ability with a lot of these airlines that never, I mean, they charge like $200 for change fees per ticket. So for a family of four, that's 800 bucks that you're saving. Yeah. And this is a good place to insert. I know people have had flights canceled and the airlines were forcing people to take refunds in the form of credit for future trips. If you're booking stuff now, according to their terms and conditions, that's kind of what there is, like what Leslie just talked about. But if an airline forced you to take a credit, but you'd rather have the cash back, the government basically ruled that the airline could not force you to take a credit. So just file a complaint with the Department of Transportation, you know, actually call them first because because of what the government said, they have been refunding people. So call the airline first. If they're still being annoying about it, just Google file DOT complaint, Department of Transportation complaint online. It'll get sent through. It's free to file it online and you should be able to get your money back eventually. Now, to to make sure we're totally clear about this, this is only if the airline cancels your flight. If you want to cancel your flight, but it's still flying just because, for example, you don't feel comfortable or you don't want to take the trip anymore, then you aren't entitled to a refund. Yeah, I'm talking about people who in March, like a lot of people in March got their flights canceled on them and they were not able, able to get their money back. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you're, yes. So great clarification there, Leslie. All right, so the last thing we want to talk about really quickly is travel insurance and whether travel insurance covers these cancellations. It's my understanding that for the most part, travel insurance, even if you have a yearly policy like what my family has, does not really cover these pandemic-related cancellations. But I'm not sure if you have any other data, Leslie. You know, this is one thing that the ball's been moving a lot. And I mean, I think perhaps if you happen to get sick yourself with coronavirus and are not able to fly, that might be a reason that that your travel insurance would cover you, like actual like sickness or hospitalization. I mean, just like any other illness. But, you know, no, like a pandemic more generally is not a reason to be able to cancel um, usually under these, even the cancel for any reason kind of style insurances. And a lot of the insurers have like quit selling those kind of policies anyway. So even if you want them, you can't get them. (laughs) So it's been kind of, you know, kind of a mess here, sort of, I haven't paid attention to all the details, but like really, really read the fine print, make sure you're you're really understanding what you're buying if you're going to buy something uh, travel insurance wise. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those cases where I would actually call and like talk to a human and clarify like exactly what is and what is not covered. It makes sense to me that As an individual, you're covered. Like if you get sick and you have to cancel because of that, the plan will cover you. But the kind of global aspect of things uh, is not covered. You know, I I think they generally make sure that those kinds of things aren't covered for whatever reason. You know, acts of God generally are not covered by insurance. So if you have uh, information on that, though, that is probably like our weakest link of information on this particular episode. So feel free to email us, DisneyDeciphered.gmail.com. Let us know. Last thing is credit card insurance. You know, Some travel credit cards offer some mild forms of insurance. Leslie, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm a Chase customer. I have the Sapphire Reserve card and that comes with some trip delay and trip cancellation insurance. So, you know, if for example, like a flight is really delayed or if something is canceled, I have some sorts of uh, protection. And, you know, I've, I've actually wondered whether or not there's some protection in the event of an airline bankruptcy, like whether there's a charge, like a chargeback that you could do with some of these credit cards, because that's something that people need to think about, like if they're booking with some airlines that might not make it because they're coming. So so, uh, yeah, but that's something it's, it's something that I don't count on, but I feel like if I get it, it's a bonus for my credit cards. Yeah. And for Chase and, you know, all these credit cards, definitely like if you have 
and this is kind of a non-COVID related, but if you have like flight delayed or you have to like buy luggage because the airline lost your luggage or stuff like that, like a lot of these credit cards cover stuff like that. So, you know, make sure you look that up before you make the charge and then make the charge on the credit card that you know you have it covered for and then you submit a claim and they'll send you a check um, a lot of times, um, you know, but again, you're going to have to do the research um, and we can't go over every single credit card and uh, what they cover on this episode. So that seems like a good place to leave it. Again, we always believe in booking trips that we can cancel as late as possible. These are good techniques that we like to use in the best of times, as we've said multiple times already. But especially during this time with coronavirus, COVID-19 floating around, you want to kind of have the peace of mind to know that you can cancel a trip if you want to. And I know we are a Disney planning podcast, but honestly, like if you don't feel comfortable planning a Disney vacation right now, like please don't, you know, I think there'll be plenty of time to visit the parks in the future. Totally agree, Joe. No pressure, anybody. Yeah. And you know what? I think that serves as our Disney don't, even though I forgot to do the introduction for that. It's late, people. We're uh, recording late at night. So, you know, what are you going to do? But that's your Disney don't. Don't feel pressured to book a Disney vacation. Excellent segue, Joe. We definitely are tired. (laughs) (laughs) Quarantine with our children, homeschooling, trying to run businesses, (laughs) all of that. Yes, yes. (laughs) So we know everyone's feeling it too. As always, you know, we hope everyone is safe and sound at home. For those of you who are out there doing those hard jobs that need to be done right now, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We hope that we're providing some respite from everything that's going on. And, you know, we've seen the messages that people have sent us saying that they appreciate our work and we really appreciate that as well. So we just want you to know, listeners, we really appreciate you. So if you have any questions, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, thanks so much, Leslie, and I will see you on Southwest Airlines. Thanks, Joe.